What is grace? Grace is community. Grace is passion. Grace is for everyone. Today we continue our series called All About Love based on the book by the same name by Bell Hooks. A couple of weeks ago we looked at how we needed clarity on the definition of love. Love can't include abuse or neglect, otherwise it's not love, that's dysfunction. We've got to be uh, all about nurture and care and support 100% of the time. Then last week we, we saw how love works for justice. We looked at how the Bible doesn't support violence against children. We care for children the way a shepherd cares for sheep, searching for them, protecting them, and rescuing them. That, my friends, is love. Now we turn our focus to honesty, how truth and lies can dramatically impact how we love one another. We're going to hear our scripture for today from Karen, and she's going to share with us from Genesis chapter 3, a story that is familiar to many, the story of some lies told in the Garden of Eden. This was first written as a story about the ancient past that would help us better understand the world around us. We call this sacred history, and the point is not if it's true or not true. For instance, in this story, a snake is going to be talking. Can snakes really talk? No, of course not, but that's not the point. The point is that this story tells us something that really is true about ourselves. So suspend your disbelief for a moment so you can hear a deeper, more fundamental truth about all of us as humans. This is the story of the first sin and its punishment from Genesis 3, 1 through 19. Hear now the word of the Lord. Now the serpent was more crafty than any other wild animal that the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God say, You shall not eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden. But God said, You shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the middle of the garden, nor shall you touch it, or you shall die. But the serpent said to the woman, You will not die. For God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was a a delight to the eyes, and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. She also gave some to her husband, who was with her, and he ate. Then the eyes of both were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made loincloths for themselves. They heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden at the time of the evening breeze, and the man and, the, and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man and said to him, Where are you? He said, I heard the sound of you in the garden, and I was afraid, because I was naked, and I hid myself. He said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded you not to eat? The man said, The woman who you gave to be with me, she gave me fruit from the tree, and I ate. Then the Lord God said to the woman, What is this that you have done? The woman said, The serpent tricked me, and I ate. The Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, cursed are you among all animals and among all wild creatures. Upon your belly you shall go, 
and dust you shall eat all the days of your life. I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your offspring and hers. He will strike your head, and you will strike his heel. To the woman he said, I will greatly increase your pangs in childbearing. In pain you shall bring forth children, yet your desire shall be for your husband, and he shall rule over you. And to the man he said, Because you have listened to the voice of your wife, and have eaten of the tree about which I commanded you, you shall not eat of it. Cursed is the ground because of you. In toil you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Thorns and thistles it shall bring forth to you, and you shall eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your face you shall eat bread until you return to the ground, for out of it you were taken. You are dust, and to dust you shall return. And from Proverbs 10:18, lying lips conceal hatred, and whoever utters slander is a fool. The word of the Lord for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let's pray together. God, may we be an inclusive community, passionately following Jesus Christ. Move us to love well as we seek to be honest in all our interactions with others. Bless us with truth and hope and love today. Whenever I think about honesty and telling the truth, my mind always goes back to a moment where I was not so honest. Uh, this is something I have never confessed publicly before. Uh, I was a teenager, maybe 18 at the time, and I was with a good friend of mine. We were going to go out somewhere, but first, Ariel had to do the dishes. That was her parents' orders, so it needed to be done before we could go out. So. Uh, I happily volunteered to help her with the dishes so that we could be on our way quicker. And uh, as we were walking over into the kitchen, I was reminded of something I had just heard on the radio on my way over about dishes. And so I started to tell her as we're working on the dishes how on this radio program they were talking about dish soap and how it's not actually dish soap that gets your dishes clean. It's actually the hot water, that's what sanitizes, that's what really cleans your dishes. And so as we're working on this, I'm telling this story, this, explaining the, the program to Ariel, and she's a smart person, so she turns to me and she says, Brian, you did use dish soap on the dishes, didn't you? And I felt absolutely caught in the moment. So you have to understand, I'm a person of science and of deep conviction. If I learn something amazing and interesting, I want to tell everyone about it, and then I want to live it out in my life because it is true. It is right. So in the moment, what do I do? I've been caught in the middle of doing something that I shouldn't have done, uh, and I said, Yes, of course I was using dish soap, and I grabbed the bottle, and I squirt some on the rag, and I continue doing the dishes. I lied. I straight up lied to my friend because I didn't want to be caught in an awkward moment. I didn't want to have to go back and do the dishes again. I just wanted that awkwardness to go away, so I lied. Now, uh, that reminds me of another situation, of course, with my wife. This happens sometimes, and maybe some of you uh, have experienced something similar. Uh, my wife has asked me on a, when we're about to go on a date, she'll say something along the lines of, Brian, 
how do I look? And I know there's only one right answer in that moment. I must tell her that she looks beautiful. Anything else is just wrong, right? But is it so bad to lie in these situations? Whether, whether she looks beautiful or not, maybe that's not the case, right? But I say anyways that she looks beautiful. And now, we could get into lots of complicated ideas around telling the truth um, about objective and subjective reality. I even came across a new term this week called the, the correspondence theory of truth that wrestles with metaphysics and the words we speak compared to the reality of the world around us. But I'm not convinced that any of that is terribly helpful to us in our day-to-day -day lives. Instead, I'd like to just look at one simple phrase that I think is behind a lot of our thoughts and actions, and that is, the ends justify the means. That's a quote from Machiavelli, and depending on who you ask, he's either a good guy or one of the most ruthless bad guys of all time. And when we say the ends justify the means, we're saying that it's okay to do bad things if the final result is good. So I can save face with Ariel or lie to Emily about how, how she looks because the final result is good. All's well that ends well, right? But this seems like a slippery slope, doesn't it? If I can lie to my friends or lie to make my spouse feel good, why can't I lie about other things? Why tell the truth at all? I could justify keeping people in the dark about all sorts of things, all in the name of keeping them happy. So we ask with this series, what does love really mean? Is it lying to keep people happy, or is it the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? In fact, that phrase, nothing but the truth, I think is helpful. We use that in a court of law, and one of the Ten Commandments is don't bear false witness against your neighbor. It's saying don't lie about people when you are testifying in court. If you do, the whole judicial system could break down freeing criminals and jailing the innocent. That's an awful thing for a country, so keep the courts working by telling the truth about what you see. Let's look at a few more scriptures. In Genesis, the snake has seemingly lied to Eve. The snake uses deceit and trickery to get both the man and the woman to do what God told them not to do. You might be familiar with the part about God walking in the garden in the cool of the day uh, to come see Adam and Eve. In our version, it says the evening breeze. And it seems like this tranquil situation, even in the midst of their sin. But that's probably a pretty poor translation of what's happening. You have to remember, this was written thousands of years ago in a language, language with no vowels, okay? So it's really hard to get it right. But scholars now think the cool of the day would be better translated storm, and that the sound they hear is thunder. It's almost as if they bite into this fruit, and immediately paradise is broken. The wind picks up, and they run to take shelter. They are hiding themselves, scared of what will happen, and God says, where are you? And they say, they heard the thunder, were afraid, and hid themselves. All is not well. God is bringing judgment on them for their lies, and they are about to be punished for deception and disobedience. 
Now, this shouldn't come as too much of a surprise to us. Most of us think of the Bible as condemning those who lie or deceive. But lying, especially to spare someone's feelings or help someone, is that always wrong? And there are at least two situations in the Bible I can think of that that might be helpful here. One is with Rahab in Joshua chapter 2, where she lies to the soldiers to save the Israelite spies. And then there's Exodus 1, where the midwives lie to Pharaoh to spare the Israelites' newborn babies. Both stories seem to encourage lying that leads to positive outcomes. Or, at the least, it passively accepts it as a necessity to accomplish a greater good. Even one of my favorite theologians, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, says such actions are okay. He studied in New York City and intentionally, willfully put himself in harm's way by returning to Nazi Germany to save as many people as he could. Imagine, he says, how absurd it would be to think that you must tell the truth to Nazi soldiers who are going to kill the people you love. Why should you tell the truth to people who will only do more evil with that information? But there is far more to it than just lying to evil people or resisting people who you disagree with. He says, we always tell the truth until honesty comes in conflict with higher values. Being honest is about much more than what is true and what is false. The world is not a simple dichotomy with everything in black and white. When we are telling the truth, we can't just make factually true statements and avoid a lie. In fact, we could tell only the truth and completely misrepresent a situation. If we withhold crucial information or are intentionally vague to get what we want, we are being dishonest. We've got to tell the truth as often and as consistently as we can. In an age of distrust for public figures and the media blurring the news and propaganda, uh, we Christians need to stand for truth. Bonhoeffer would say Christians are people who love the truth. As he reflected on the impossible scenario Christians found themselves in during World War II, he had an incredible insight. He said, our conviction in following Jesus can make us guilty because we love our neighbors. We take on guilt for smaller sins like lying in order to love God and our neighbors. This is not frivolous. We love the truth and our commitment is always to God and to love our neighbors. I mentioned earlier the viewing and service we had this week for Luke Carney who died at just 24 years old. I think in talking with his parents, Phil and Laura, as well as listening to the testimonies people shared about Luke, I heard an example of what it looks like to be truly honest. It's so easy when someone dies to paint that person in the most generous light. When I met with Luke's parents, they were telling me how Luke grew up in this church, that he was a part of the youth group, and that he waited until he was much older than most to go through confirmation class. 
One person told me he was a senior in high school when he did that. It may have taken some time, but he found faith for himself. His mother even told me that just this past Sunday, he was watching from home the church service we had here at Grace. They wanted me to know that their son was a Christian, that he trusted God. They weren't misrepresenting their son by ignoring sin. They were sharing the essence of what matters most. We don't lie about people at their funeral, avoiding all the bad things so everyone can think of them as a saint. We share what is most fundamental about who they are. We share their values that made them so unique and special. At Luke's service, there were a lot of tears. We cried together at a person taken from us too soon, who was a blessing to so many and in so many different ways. But we were honest with our emotions and the love so many of us had for Luke. That's a touch of what real love looks like. We speak the truth. We prioritize love. We deal with the things that make us uncomfortable so that we can put God and our neighbor first. Consider how you might be truly honest today. Do you need to confess a sin? Make things right with someone? Do you need to recommit yourself to loving the truth in your life? Today is the day. Choose to prioritize the values of God that lead to love in its deepest, truest, most honest form. Amen? Amen. For everything happening at Grace, check out our website at gumc.org.